now recording. Okay. And then clap sync in three, oh, wait, two, you guys still do these? one. So yeah, nice. we do it for Craig's wow. sake. <laughs> so I can use I Craig to sync up the audio. I didn't clap. Yeah, I, we only I need one from us. I never right. clap. You only okay, need good. one from this side. But we, we do it because, in theory, Craig can get us, like, almost essentially perfect uh, syncing, which is really awesome. But sometimes Craig just dies and leaves. <laughs> so, like, we have to rely on old methods sometimes. So that's what's for. Our son. Got it. He loses the will to live a couple times. <laughs> it really depends on the day. <laughs> wow. I also had a funny envision, McCoy, because obviously... We have a four mic, a potential four mic setup here. Right, sure. And obviously, obviously, you muted the, or didn't hit record for the the non-existent mic. Right. But I just thought it would be a power play move and hilarious if you just muted or didn't hit record for mine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that is such a power move. I am literally one click away oh from God. just taking any one of you out of the podcast. Um, yeah. He holds all the power. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I would never dream of using that power. The only time that I use that power, my like podcast editing power, is when Gabe comes over a little early and I'm working on editing, and then I just sit him down and I'm like, "Watch this YouTube video about editing." He's like, "No, no, please." <laughs> is like, that what you made him do? Hell yeah, it was a great video, right? Really informative. It was informative. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we learned a lot about very non-committal response. Yeah. Well, it was very boring. But it wasn't boring. <laughs> Dude, if you think that was boring, I need to show you some of the other ones that I learned from because holy mother of God. That one had like moving pictures and shit. And at one point he showed the audio waveforms. But it is hilarious Yo. though because he's like, he's like, we have a, a, a vocal track here. I'm going to show it to you. And it's just, maybe it's just him singing. Maybe it's someone else. But he's just like, and I see them run. And I see them run. And you're just like, what? And then he's like, I'm going to compress the shit out of this. Check this out. And it's just so funny. And you just listen to it eight times and then Honestly, I think it's just like it's an informative video about compression but I think it's like low key just him like gorilla marketing his singing career oh my where did this clip come from I don't, I don't know what this has been doing this here it's just been sitting album. in my desktop for a while <laughs> by the way so pre-order like, on iTunes yeah, yeah, you turn to your printer and somehow it's just printing out fucking like like his album cover. <laughs> How did you possess this thing? It's like, oh man, check me out on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, believe it or not, this week we did not play a game about a person guerrilla marketing their SoundCloud album. Is but this instead- the new thing that you guys are doing in the new year? Because I think we should really nip that shit in the bud. What? It was, it was good last week. I feel like this week it was more forced. Oh, no, also this is a year, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey. hey. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Quick, like, who is everyone? Okay, I'm McCoy, right? That's Gabe over there. Hello. This is Elena. Hi. I hate this already. I was going to say, you started this. I'm just going to let you ride that way. I also love, McCoy, how you over you there. pointed to me, yeah. pointed to Elena, then pointed back to me like, are what you James? <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to point at? And I was like, should I point it to computer? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but you can at least finish this. Now yeah. it's weird. Uh, James, who are you, man? Say hi. Uh, I'm James. Nicely done, James. Thank you, James. That was great. And Zoe, finish it off <laughs> and take us to the promised land. <laughs> so, everybody. I was going to say, oh, this is the Tyranny of Thumbs podcast where we're just some friends who play a game each week and then we talk about it. And, and sometimes we intentionally ruin people's ideas. And podcasts. 
<laughs> this is a podcast where we do everything to make you feel wildly uncomfortable during the intro, and you can feel that secondhand cringe that we too feel. <clears throat> but yeah, um, we know it's there. Yeah, you yep. have to see what we're working with. Okay, we leave it all. <laughs> we let it all hang out. You know. <laughs> yep, we flounder, but it's all great. Speaking of flounder. The sea <laughs> this week. Oh my, oh my god, god, that, that was. I didn't know where you were gonna go with that. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I think that was really well yes. done. Yes. Wow. Oh, thank you. Oh so my god. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so this week we played uh, Return of the Oberdin, which was released in 2018 by Lucas Pope, aka the man who came up with the uh, and released Papers Please. Um, and I'll just start this off by saying we originally had planned for this game to be a two-weeker because we looked at the True. time to beat and we're like, okay, it's like a 12 or I think it was like an eight-hour eight game. And they we claim were like, eight, okay. but like, did any of us beat it in eight hours? No, I yeah. looked at the scores later and some of them were like, if you actually look at what's that website called? Time, time to, to beat. Beat. It's like, yeah, you can beat the game in like seven hours, but it's like completionist is like 10. And there was also this estimate of like, if you really want to do everything, it's going to be 22 hours. And I'm like, well, I, don't want somebody, hours. I don't know who needed 22 who? hours for that game. Okay. Well, okay. I can, I can explain. Like, I can explain that for com completionist mode, like later on. But no. Oh, so, like, the point okay. is, though, we had decided to do this for two weeks, and then James and I both started playing it ahead of our schedule because you know we are OG like that. We like to no, do our no, homework nerds, early. No. Um, <laughs> there we go. But nerds. first of all, yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of already got an inkling of a feeling as soon as I started playing on Friday that this was not going to be a two-weeker. And it wasn't because this game would be boring and we would drop it, but it would be because this game is just utterly captivating and so fucking hard to put down. Like, once you start, you go in deep and you yeah, don't really want to step away. Yeah, I think there was literally away. a moment where McCoy, like, took the controller away from me and then somehow I got it back and I was like, bitch, one more! And I, like, hit that button, it did the zoom-in thing and it was it was beautiful. Well, yeah, that was because specifically <laughs> it was 9.30 and I was like, hey, man, maybe we should, like, pick this up tomorrow. And you're like, yeah, totally. And then, like, midnight rolls around. You know what I mean? It's just like... Sounds <laughs> <laughs> great. She's like, yeah, for sure. And oh, just for keeps real. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Well. Like, James and I were talking prior to the podcast, uh, and we were talking about how when we booted this up on Friday, you know, we booted it up around like 6 p.m. And we're like, OK, yeah. we'll just we'll just do a couple more hours. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, fuck, it's 1230. <laughs> like, where yeah. did all this time mm -hmm. go? I've been playing yeah. this for six hours. So yeah, and that's probably right around when we texted you being like, hey, so we're going to one week this, right? Well, OK, mm -hmm. so, so let's actually get the, that the was the day line. before. Right. Oh, shit. Yes, they were ahead of us. Right. So, so let me let me I want to give everyone their fair shot for this. This is how it happened. They started early. They started playing. They started hinting that, A, these chapters are nonlinear, you dumb <laughs> motherfucker. So how are we supposed to play this? Because I had originally was like one to five guys. Easy. Because I, I didn't want to spoil the game for myself, but I did look on a, on a yeah, fact. It turns it out like it, there's 10 chapters. Turns out it starts with chapter 10. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> So that was awkward. Rough. So then I was yeah. like, okay, okay, well, let's just play five completed chapters. And then that didn't make any sense. So, so it was already like a train wreck organizationally from like just me not knowing what the fuck was going. Because I, I like to keep an air of mystery with my games. But then there's this little like, I guess like it's this murmuring in the wind from James and Zoe who've played it already. Hey, we might want to like play a little more of this. This is really fun. Like, how are we going to split this up? I don't know. And then I, of course, come in being like, 
well, you see, I think we should just play four hours and chill. Then the next day rolls around and I start playing and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what they're talking about now. Oh, God damn it. It's like playing a game of Sudoku and being like, I'm going to wait a week for the rest of this. Like after getting halfway through. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. And also, it didn't include the part where Zoe was like. Yeah, I'm just going ahead with that, you guys. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. Because <laughs> well, I was like, you should you should play four hours. And she was like, middle finger. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Which is reasonable. So then I was like, all right. So, yeah, basically more of the story is, yes, I was actually also going to start with that same fucking point. We basically changed the whole fucking schedule of our podcast because people were just so goddamn compelled to play this game more and not wait a week. And also, like, small asterisk. I feel like we can get it in an episode, too. I feel like it kind of fits into one. But, yeah, it's awesome. So... God yeah. damn. Yeah. So with Return of the Oberdim, you play as an 1800s insurance investigator. And this ship called the Oberdin has washed up, returned to port, but all of its crew is gone and its sails are damaged. And as the insurance investigator, you're tasked with going out to this wrecked boat wandering around about the ship and assessing everything that you need to, you know, claim for damages and such because it's property of the East India Company. So, um, fun fact, I only realized this because I both played this and watched a Let's Play of this, but your insurance investigator can be either male or female. It's completely random. So, for instance, really? mine was female, and I thought it was because it looked at my Steam profile and saw that I was maybe female. <laughs> but that no, would be amazing. It's yeah, completely it's really random. Simple. It just checks whether you've played Counter Strike or not. That's clearly not what happens because I have never opened up Counter Strike. Oh. Shit. Yo, James, you want to play Counter-Strike? <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, before this gets out of hand. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's so, the first thing you notice about this game. I think the first thing you well, notice no. about this game is that your eyes are starting to bleed. But only sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and James so actually, actually referenced this last time. He was like, yeah, I've heard that your eyes start to bleed with this game. And I was like, what? And only sometimes and only in certain angles. But the graphics in this game are just so out there and so crazy like is anyone gonna try to fucking explain in words what these graphics are holy shit so well how it's been described by lucas pope is what his aim was graphics wise was that he wanted to i believe when you start up the game the aesthetic setting it's on is macintosh yeah and you can like change it to all sorts of different eye bleeding colors like the blue screen of death and other other things but Macintosh is the initial setting and that was his initial aim with the game was that he wanted to have a game that had the aesthetic of old Macintosh computers um, but he wanted to create graphics within that sort of two-dimensional 2d pixel space Um, but he wanted to add dimension to it but only using those pixels. Um, so what you get is a, you know, mostly two color, you know, two color wash of a uh, landscape, but with how the pixels are placed and with how Lucas Pope had designed it for three dimensional movement, AKA when you're rotating around an object or you're like strafing, but looking at a fixed point, um, you know, he manipulated those pixels to kind of have a three-dimensional effect based off of their area in space. Which um, is incredible. <clears throat> it's, yeah. So 
I will Do say, a favor. going into this, I was very upset that this game beat out Greece in terms of best visual effects. However, <laughs> I completely understand why this won best achievement for visual design, though, because what Lucas Pope has done. Uh, for these visual effects is just absolutely astounding. Um, well, I think it's there's... so novel. Like, yeah. it's so... If I remember rightly like, listening to that game of the year, mm-hmm. um, like, they just kept talking about, like, it's so different and it's not, like, anything you've ever really seen before in video games. It's so bizarre. And the fact this one yeah. guy just, like, came up with it and it's like, nope, this is what I'm doing. I am going to figure out how to make old Mac graphics into this, like, crazy 3D world and having it worked is a pretty... I mean, I'm not sure if I like the visuals, <laughs> but it's pretty astonishing. Yeah. By the way, listener, do yourself a favor and look, pull up a video of this shit. Like, you have yeah, to just see Google it. it. Or play if you it. haven't played it already. Play it yourself. Yeah, or, oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say, definitely. actually, before we even, like, discuss the game, hi, listener, if you're listening, pause this podcast, go play this game, and then come back. Because this is going to be full yeah. of spoilers. Yeah. But I think the true experience <laughs> of this game is how it's experienced and we do not want to have that spoiled for you you should definitely play this game before you yeah, come Keenan, back what the fuck man calling <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you out <laughs> yeah real yeah it's it's funny because it, it kind of goes for that like old school look i guess but it's so much more than that really mm-hmm. like it's 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 truly just an absolutely stunning visual uh and that, that's the thing if the category was called visual design the amount of visual design in this game is like overwhelming, like and or like the or at least like the level of it is overwhelming. Like, I I, I kind of agree with Elena. I think it's it's like this reminds me of the actor who played Sherlock, not Robert Downey Jr. But the fucking Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Here's why: that guy, from some angles is the most beautiful person you've ever seen when his cloak is like billowing and he's walking away and he's just solved a case. You're like, my God, this guy's amazing. And then certain angles, you're like, I think this might be the ugliest person I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, that's just my <laughs> opinion. You are about of... to get so much hate mail from Cumberbitches. <laughs> that's, so a that's a real subreddit, Cumberbitches. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they it's his If you want to stick yeah. up for Benedict Cumberbatch, you can add us at actually no you can't I don't you know if we have a Twitter fuck no Twitter. one calls yeah. me fuck Twitter do we yeah. know you just email thumbs. at us at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com there we go yeah. come to McCoy's <laughs> house at yeah. oh no god <laughs> no I live there too please it's no. the same address as no but like it's um, it's it's just uh, it's that it's like this game looks amazing a lot of the time and then sometimes I honestly felt like I was gonna throw up and that might just because we're playing on like a big TV. I was also controlling the game. I am so sorry. I am not good with controllers and it was not the right game for me to control. And there's a lot of spinning. There was a lot of spinning. <laughs> but like, I mean, no, but there's actually like when you it's rotate. Not, it's... <clears throat> yeah. Oh, go ahead, bro. I was going to say, like, I, I feel like there's nothing you can do about that. Like, just the way that the um, graphics are set up like and the the incredibly stark contrast you cannot help but have those really uncomfortable moments looking at the game and i think i mean i think he he's cool with that i agree i think it's a very extreme visual style because it is essentially like yeah it's like an off black color but let's simply black and white are the only two colors and it's just like it's kind of a lot yeah it is kind of a lot 
I, I feel like it's designed to make it so you're never quite comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're like always focused. <clears throat> and I do think um, it's astonishingly yeah. clear for that. Like when we first opened it up, I was like, oh, this is going to be really hard because we're not going to be able to see what anything is really because it's just lines and then lots of little dots and stuff like that. And I was surprised by like there weren't really points in the game where I was confused of like, oh, what is that? Or, you know, it's it's pretty clear for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was like I, I do find the visual design to be very disjointed between the graphics you see as you're moving about the cabin trying to discover these um, murder sites and then the actual flashback scenes themselves only because like the flashback scenes um, you know when when they when they appear it's just this brilliant visual spectacle you know every time when you see the dialogue pop up of what's happening in the scene and then the game just launches you into the flashback scene it's always some picturesque or very almost gory like scene of a murder um trigger warning lots of death by the way (laughs) by various means um yeah but um there's a but you know there's these brilliant scenes um with just so much you know shading and depth of field and all these particle effects that are just glorious to see everyone's facial features are very distinct and and defined and then when you're kind of moving about god one thing that just bugged me so much was your fucking investigator's hand when it reached for doorknobs because it looks like a fucking robot arm that just like (laughs) oh yeah the way it has like like two parts it's like right middle of your finger yeah like seams and like every finger and everything (laughs) right it's like a two-dimensional it's like a clearly two-dimensional hand whereas the flashback scenes are very three-dimensional and you know you you can travel about these flashback scenes with such detail and by so many angles. And it's great because, you know, the, the concept of this game is essentially like a murder mystery, except you know how these people died. You just have to find out what their role is on the ship and, you know, who or what killed them. Um and so it's great being in these flashback scenes and you can like, you know, go underneath these people and zoom in and explore every possible angle because each scene is done to perfection in terms of detail and what they want yeah. you to see um, yeah. in every aspect of it. Even the, you know, the background characters have something going on with them that remains true to the plot. And then... You know, as you're moving about the cabin, just trying to find these murder scenes, like there's none of that three dimensional space. It's all just going into these two dimensional rooms and then maybe happening upon a 3D skeleton to, you know, launch another scene. But it was very disjointed in that way, um, which I think was intentional. I think, you know, when it came to designing these graphics, Lucas Pope just wanted to keep a static, you know, wanted the static visuals to have that three-dimensional effect just because I think actually trying to animate movement with that three-dimensional graphics would have been probably near impossible. Which is... (laughs) And probably wouldn't have had the same effect. (laughs) That animate is something that is very sparse in this game. There is almost no animation whatsoever. Uh, It's... When you walk into these memories or teleport through the compass into these memories, there's no animations. You get a nice 
soundscape that plays the scene out. And then usually on the bang of a gunshot or something, it cuts you into that tableau. Frame, that tableau. Damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's 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 so that part. It's like it's just so interesting because there's so little animation here, and yet this is one of the most expressive games I've played. Because the whole point of it is, it's kind of like charades, right? It's like. What are these motherfuckers up to? And you look and like, this guy is clearly crawling for his motherfucking life away from someone who's about to kill him or something that's about to kill him. And you have yeah. to like trace back what they're all doing uh, based on that it, it sort of evocative, like sort of in mid pose, grasping, reaching for something. And, and through not actually animating, you are able or at least like, you know, most of us, you know, you can get all of this information it's 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 truly an amazing thing yeah and i think that was my point yeah. with the clarity of the game too or the visual styles like I, I was when we first open it we open you open up that book for the first time and there's a list like a manifest of i don't is it 60 crew members yeah about 60 yeah, exactly yep. and then there are all yep. those like old-timey photo things of everybody's faces i was like this is gonna be a nightmare in this visual sketches? style you yeah, sketches. sketches. Thank you, not photographs. <clears throat> but like, it's like, this is going to be a nightmare to figure out all these faces like in this visual style. Like, I don't see how well we'll be able to tell who's who. But by the end of the game, Gabe and I were like, oh, that's Angry Face Man. Like, yes. that's him. Like, we, and that's we Necklace you... Man, who's not wearing a necklace, <laughs> but we just misunderstood the show. <laughs> like you, I think it's so impressive Do you that mean by the, the end Dane? of this, you recognize their... Uh, Maybe no. It was, no. Uh, it was, an, he was uh, an Russian Indian guy, right? guy. No, no, he's Indian, Indian guy. Uh, yeah. He had this like low cut shirt By on. By the way, that we thought was it's it. worth saying right. that. Um, I don't know how to say this. This is a ra- racial profiling. The this video is game. racial profiling mm-hmm. the video game, 100%. but in like a good way. Like they use bold stance. I, I think so because it's like they <laughs> use um, like origin and accent and facial features and even skin color at times to be like factors that you can use in your sort of sudoku style puzzle solving do you know what i mean where you're like yes and Mm -hmm. yes and jewelry they they do so many things about what can group and ungroup and like uh, alike and unlike you know people And, and and i don't know why but in my head i was thinking of what this game would be like if we tried to make it in a super progressive style (laughs) but it would be chaos i don't think i mean i think that this is like I mean, I don't. I don't think that this is a like an unprogressive game in a certain sense. In like, despite the fact that you have to look at somebody and be like, "Hmm, they look Chinese." Yep. I bet they're one of these four people. You know, it's and yes. um, it's like that's not exactly i i don't i don't consider stereotyping i would consider yeah no it's not like offensive or like bad because it's just the reality like that's what these people are he did so much research into what like the way that 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 people from these various places um dressed spoke um kind of how they got onto ships like this um and kind of the diversity that that you would be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he did so much research into that, into into yeah. what it would be like in, in, in that time period that I feel like it's actually just, you know, it's it's amazing. 
right? Oh, yeah, no, it's totally accurate of, like, those times and yes. the case of, like, the East India Trading Company. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, no, and that's kind of, like, the ultimate point I want to bring it to is, like, I totally agree. It's, like, I think it's just interesting that we're in a place in culture where people are very scared to literally list attributes and history and culture. They're just scared. They, they don't mm. know where the lines are. And this game just says, no, no, this is this person's story. This is where they're oh, yeah. from. This is the accent they have. It it all fits together, but it doesn't fit together just because it fits together because, like you're saying, James, you did the research. This this makes sense. And in that way, it's almost like the exact opposite. It's like a, it's like a great representation. Um, it's all like, yeah, and I, th- I think the research. Reasoning. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all dedu- dedu- yeah, deductive reasoning. But then I think it also just helps that because he did his due diligence with how these people would speak. Because, like, watching the Let's Play, um, a lot of, like, the comments in the section, uh, in his videos were just people being like, whoa, like, you know, I, I'm Russian. And, like, you know, the, the Russian spoken here is actually, like, really good. Or, like, I'm Swedish. And the way that he phrased this in Swedish was actually really good. So, like, mm. he did his due diligence, <clears throat> which I think really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't just a simple Google translation of, oh, I want oh, yeah. this guy to be oh, Russian. Yeah. Let me t- pop this into Google Translate. And also with the people that he had as voice actors, he yeah. he'd self-hired, uh, he hired all the voice actors himself. And so he also did his due diligence in, you know, consulting these people to be like, okay, how would this person yeah. word such a thing? And like, it's funny because at first, you know, with the deductive reasoning, I think it was like during one of the bitter cold scenes when like the lung uh, lung illness is settling in, and I was just like, huh, oh, like yeah. all of <laughs> all of the Indian guys are hanging out with one another. But then mm-hmm. I thought about, it, I'm like, well, of course they would of be course. all hanging out together. They all speak the same language. Of course yeah. they'd all bunk together, and like sure, they yeah. would all only hang out with one another. Yeah, um, you know. It, it's it just kind of takes some common sense and yes. it wasn't did know, you realize I never really they yeah um <clears throat> i mean they're all speaking uh arabic was that arabic i don't yeah. think it was I'm arabic languages um no, was, oh, was it farsi it's not farsi it farsi's been... persian but dude okay just right but i mean they're they're all named like arabic names um mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're from India, but that's before India and Pakistan split. Oh. <clears throat> so it actually could be Farsi then because... Also, Farsi. Yeah, well, no, Farsi is Iranian. Yeah, well, and that's, oh, okay. that, I yeah, think, but, is the spread of Christianity, but, isn't it? But they, they spoke also the Indian language because when they, they typed it out... It was no, like, that, was, that was Arabic. Okay. Was, was that I, Arabic? I, I, I was like, oh, that looks like Arabic. Yeah. So I most certainly don't know the answer, but what I can tell you is that that I think is a really beautiful part of this game in that you actually have an advantage for knowing about the history of these different continents and what cultures and types of names and types of people have come through them. And it's same for languages. Like, I don't know languages mm-hmm. very well. I don't even know English very well. And yet, <laughs> like watching Gabe and Elena being like, look that word up. What language is that? Oh, no, that type of script that's being, you know, like that, like that. Yeah, type there was of some that were like, like Latin-ish. And we were like, oh, right. that's probably like a romance language. Let's see if we can figure out who might speak that. So that gives you an advantage. And that's fucking rad. Like, I don't know. That part was just so fucking cool to me. Also, well, going back to the people like hanging out, it was also cool seeing in the photo or for the, uh, the drawing of like, then they also had like the, 
essentially like the class system of like the the people with the same jobs on the ship would all be hanging out mm-hmm. together yeah. with a few yeah. exceptions. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, so you'd Which be like, made okay. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah it exactly. makes sense. And it's like, so then you have like these this mix of people, but you're like, okay, these guys are all hanging out together. And like two of these guys are midshipmen. Yeah. So this third guy that we don't know is probably a midshipman. Right. And like, yeah. yeah, correct. Which was fucking awesome. Like watching the, the all the different ways. This is sort of like what I'm getting at, right? It's like they figured out all these different ways to like classify people and it's not like universal but it's like yeah midshipmen are hanging out with each other it's like the Russian guys are playing cards together and speaking Russian like this shit is all happening and if you can use that to your advantage you you can do amazing things so amazing that at some point you literally sit there and it's like you don't have enough evidence to solve this and you're like yes I do he's fucking Russian yep. <laughs> I am sure of it and I only have one left so fuck you so I love about this game it's like a half like half of it is like you can figure out who this person is based on the scene that's been given to you of like their death yeah and the other half you're just like making mad guesses based on shit you know you're like uh uh this guy's hanging out with these people he looks this boom and yeah. then you like just guess three and the game's like congratulations he's <laughs> <laughs> just like boom yeah, yeah. oh it's, it's like, so it's, true if only you could see like my notes for this game because I I could have used, I guess, the bookmark system that the game gives you and everything, but, like, the How? nicknames that I give for half of these non-named people, so I have, like, I have Stripey Russian, I have <laughs> yeah. Bearded Russian number one, yep. I have Bearded Russian number two, mm-hmm. who stabbed with a sword, yep. and then I have, yep. like, you know, I have all of these, like, different nicknames, as well as just kind of, um, when it at least came to more endgame, when, um... When, you know, most of the, you know, one difficulty and two difficulty people were figured out, but the three difficulty people were still up and available. And I had to literally trace their movements from chapter one through, you know, wherever they died. Like, I literally have a timeline of, like, what the person looks like in the scene. So, like, you know, for Stripey Russian number one, I have, like, sitting on bow. Then I have him moving downstairs. Then I have him playing cards. And so that way, it actually worked quite well in figuring out how some of these people died. I think, you know, with one of the... uh, I don't know if it was the gunner or um, one of the people that got attacked by the Kraken. The only way that you know that he got ripped apart by the Kraken is... Through the fact that in dialogue it says like your your Frenchman yeah, was torn the yeah, torn to shreds. Oh yeah, He's the fucking the, uh, so the bosun's mate. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah. The, the bosun's, bosun's dying, mate. and I'm like, what happened? Where to is him? my and Frenchman? Like, oh. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yes. so in the previous apart. scene, actually, and I was like, oh, it's the previous that dude scene that you, you see that was torn apart, and it's not exactly, yeah. but it's That's not that cool, dude. That was the thing. No, it's yeah. So exactly, it's not the it's not actually the guy that's got physically torn apart, but if you go travel, you see the bosun and the bosun's mate that stand together fighting off the Kraken, and then you just see one tentacle wrapped around the bosun mate's leg. So that's how you know, like, okay, that's yep. the mate, and we can assume yep. that he got torn to shreds because that Kraken's tentacle yep. is probably going to rip him yeah. up. And also, um, you just don't see him ever again. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I never right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the He's same like thing. listed as disappeared, but you're like, I think we can assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the same issue with, I can't remember who it was, but it was <clears> one of the guys 
He's in the scene right before the dude with the top hat gets his face shot off with oh, a cannon. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're standing with, yeah. like, yeah. the top hat guy is holding the rope, oh, and there's yeah. a guy behind him who's also holding, or, like, holding a tentacle. They're holding something. He's, like, they're, he's like, like, they're, 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 they're both the trying to pull the tentacle, I think, off the cannon, maybe, yeah. or off a yeah. guy, something and then like the that. cannon goes off, kills yeah. one guy, and then this other dude disappears. Yeah, he's just we gone. We must he's have spent oh, 30 God. minutes... Yeah. Like circling that area, like go back a scene, go forward a yeah. scene, check oh this thing behind him, yeah. and we could not find him. And we finally just like left and like fuck it, we'll deal with it later. Maybe it's a glitch in the game. Yep. And at but the very not. end, as we're going like trying to account for the rest of our affairs, we're like, okay, you know what? Maybe he's at the window. Like we just don't know. Like and you just yeah. you start to make assumptions. And then I, we did we ever? I mean, we know we confirmed it because it locked in correctly. But I can't oh, yeah. remember if we were finding like visual clues. That you know, we, I think we were just like, you know what? There's a window right here. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say he fell out. Yeah. He fell overboard, and the game yeah. was like, nice job. Da -da -dum. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I said that he was shot by a cannon. <clears throat> and that worked too. Right. I, I was well, wondering. So if that's there's actually the nice thing. There's. There's multiple ways that you can say each person died, which is hmm. such a relief because I have to say some of these ways yeah, that people die, I was being such a stickler for definitions. Yeah. Like there's this one guy who's um, he's like also... pinned to the wall, like he's pinned to the wall with a cannon, but it's held by a tentacle. So I'm like, is he crushed by right. the cannon or is he crushed oh, by yeah. the Kraken? And so I was just like, well, technically the cannon's the thing that crushed him because the cannon's between the Kraken's tentacle and the wall. But like, I'll just say the cannon crushed him. And that was correct. But then in the playthrough, I saw he's this guy said that the Kraken crushed this guy against the wall. And that was also correct. Yeah, we yeah. Said I think that's other. Yeah, I had a feeling that good choice by Lucas. Oh, yeah. There's a Definitely. third option. Go ahead. Uh, and what's that? Do you, how many of the achievements for this game do you guys have? Uh, so 15 out of 16. Yeah. Mine oh, you got the last out. one. Mine, Wait, I don't know. Mine actually. glitched out because it says that I haven't completed two of the chapters, but we've unlocked every person. So yeah, I don't know what saw, to tell you about that. We solved but everybody. Did yeah, that, we had some sort of glitch going oh, on. Oh, did you miss a couple pages, though? No, 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 no. every solved, single one. We solved everything. Yeah, and we got the achievement mm -hmm. for solving everything, yeah. but we don't have... We have the achievement for solving, like, 30 fates and all of the fates, but we don't have the achievements for, for solving, solving six. six and 15. <laughs> yeah, so who knows, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's so, insane. Yeah, so actually, I guess the third way that you could do that is lie, because there's a secret cheat in which yeah. you blame everything on the captain. Yeah. Oh, really? So you have to play the game yeah. for a second time and just get everything wrong by blaming everything on the captain. So like, you know, Guy was crushed by a cannon by the captain. Yeah. <laughs> like, blame everything, the every fault. death on the captain and... Uh, and then you get technically that seems accurate. <laughs> well, it's interesting because they, yeah, they right? kind of paint that story of like the captain being kind of a jerk or maybe a coward where he's like, he came up from the hold. And I and I guess he claimed that he got the crack in a way. But towards the end, they were like, oh, he was actually doing shit. Like, that's what like the sort of what they well, tried to covering his ass. Well, he's covering his ass, but he was also stabbing those motherfuckers and saying, take the crack in back, you motherfucker. And then so maybe he did. Spoilers. Um, but it's just interesting because they play that. Like almost the entirety of the game being like, this captain is not anywhere that's important. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, not right. doing shit, mm -hmm. man. Where is this motherfucker? Other than killing everyone when they come after him, which was badass. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, yeah, that so actually, insane. let's let's talk about that. That was a great introductory to the game mechanic as well as the story itself. Because mm -hmm. you find the first dead body on the ship. You have your little compass that takes you back in time. 
you hear the first bits of dialogue with a black screen and just subtitles, and then the gunshot goes off, and you are immediately faced with the captain pointing a gun at you, the player character, but in freeze frame, obviously. And it's just him shooting, and you just see these particles flying at you. And so, first of all, like, that visual alone, I was like, yeah. oh, man. It's stunning. Like, we are in. Yeah. But then you, like, turn you turn around and realize, oh, shit, there's the victim. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. that's him. And you can see, like, the and, bullet, like, yeah. go through this guy, slow down, start to arc, and fall towards the ground. It's just this beautiful, with all the particles are going, That that was, I think one of the most stunning visuals and it was only maybe superseded by the first time they show you the Kraken and you're like oh fuck what is going down yeah. right, but that's how that whole Holy intro shit. sequence ends is you're like okay this is like a murder mystery I get it it'll be like some mutiny like people killing people right and you're like starting to figure it out like oh yeah okay so this guy kills this guy and this guy kills this guy and look at this guy's dropping down with a knife in his mouth we called knife mouth knife that's mouth, the rest man. of the game <laughs> and then yeah. at the mouth, very yeah. end of that when I think you're starting to feel kind of confident like okay I get it like here we go I'm gonna start yeah. to figure this out and then the last scene of that is some woman is this woman running out onto the deck and they're like are you crazy and you're like you hear all the dialogue and then you just when they put you into the scene they're just oh giant God. tentacles and you're like oh shit here we go it was like it points you at her like getting killed by the falling like yeah yeah like oh damn that's unfortunate and you like look around you're like Oh, yeah. Fuck. I was going to say that. I was thinking that after we finished because, like, you walk out the doors, and at first, all you can see is her getting crushed by rigging. So I'm walking out being like, oh, easy. Let's get her in the book. Easy. Crushed by rigging. No big easy. deal. Next. And you walk out, and there's like the cracking. You're like, oh, fuck. This is a little yeah. more difficult. Yeah. We are out here so, today. Did you guys see the suicide before you saw that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't. So. <laughs> I, I immediately went for Abigail first, and then yeah, I was me like, too. I'll see what this oh. side quest is. And I'm like, and oh, fuck, I this forgot. isn't a side quest. Go back. Oh, you forgot? <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot about no, no, no. I just... the, no, I forgot about the, the other corpse Suicide. in that room. <laughs> the captain. Because, <laughs> so because oh, I saw Abigail, I was like, what's that corpse doing in the bed? And I went over and like, you know, I activated that. And then it drags you along for like yes. two Yeah, because then the story yes. really picks up. Yeah. Death, Honestly, if that, you're not careful, it could drag you along time. for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time that um that you have the like the um compass or whatever, pocket watch, like mm -hmm. yeah. activate something within another Yeah, where it starts leading uh, you places. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just totally forgot there was another corpse in there. And then, so that was on Friday. And then Saturday, my brother came over and we were hanging out. And I was like, you should check out this game. Um, and I got to that point and I was like, uh, all right, we need to turn off this playthrough because I need to go back and figure out what that corpse is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. There were so many moments like that <clears throat> where like, so... So we were playing, it's like me, like Gabe and Elena. And so like we all have different ways of solving it, right? And so like there are so many instances of like the game wants to take you to the next step and someone is just shouting for the brakes. Stop, stop. We know because of this and then that I you... I press the wrong button and you're taking along no matter whether you want it to or not. <laughs> and it's a fucking ride. 
Like, have you ever, do you oh ever accidentally God. hit the compass and you're like, oh boy, well, we are here today? Because it goes like, instead of doing like the black and white, it goes to almost exclusively black. And then it has that like yeah. crazy music and you're just like, fuck, and we it's are just highlighting here. the white of the yeah, next like dead you body. Need to find the body and you're just like, oh, that's not what I want. And, and it's like no doing the heartbeat thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, there's oh no back God. button when you do that. No. So there's a lot of our yeah. people who were like, we were not ready to move to the next chapter, but I was like trying to close the book or like trying to go somewhere else. Then I hit the wrong mm-hmm. button. I was like, and we're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, it's interesting because I definitely felt that kind of like need to put on the brakes for a second, analyze the scene and go back. And I almost think it was like too, it, I, I think it just depends on your style really. Cause like, the let's play I saw, the guy just like went along for the ride, mm-hmm. unlocked all the scenes, and then spent a good, you know, seven episodes going through <laughs> just each lost. scene meticulously. <laughs> that was okay. us. Oh, like okay. to find the find the clues. But actually it's helpful to actually unlock all the scenes sure. yeah. before you start yeah, analyzing only because everything's available. And yeah, you get stuff you for free. Story too. Then. Not free, but like That's pretty true. close to free. Right. But actually, Although, the, on the, in his playthrough, like Abigail's like, Martin, where's my husband? He's walking around. He looks at what is Martin and he's like, I don't know who you <laughs> Both are. And like, <laughs> no, this, this, and so yeah. this was this is interesting because I was telling James like the, the thing why I decided to watch another playthrough of this was because I just get very curious as to how other people approach this game what comes easy to them versus what co- doesn't come as easy to them. Because right. for me, like, obviously, I was like, okay, f- you're Martin, go. Yeah. This guy did not get Martin until he had crossed off every single other sh- uh, captain's uh, uh, mate. Officer? Like, he, yeah, officer, yeah, he, sure. got, he got the first mate, second mate, fourth mate, and by process of elimination, he was able to get Martin the third mate. Oh, my God. But, That's like, I, so to me, it was, like, mind-boggling because then in turn he like i really struggled with figuring out who the um who the purser was i believe sure. oh yeah we didn't, called yeah. that shit so hard she's like, like do so, that guy he's so fancy Wait, looking when, when did she say do well, that guy it was when he was on a, end, when he was had, escaping yeah. Yeah, when, oh, yeah, well, that's we when I got do, it, too. He was one of the yeah. later ones we yeah. did, because it was more like we went back and we had people left over. But, like, we had a substantial left, left over, a substantial list left over. And I was like, this guy is just so fucking fancy with his little scarf and his little jacket. And he's holding this briefcase. I'm like, that dude takes care of the money. Even before that, in. I was like, what the fuck is a purser? <laughs> <laughs> which they have a fucking list of terms, which is badass, too. So helpful. Oh, yeah, it was one of the like, first after we things- saw who it was, I was like... Okay, Elena, go to that glossary. What is a person? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the first thing that I did when I, I, like, was when I hit that page of the glossary, I went through all the terms to make sure I knew what they were. That's That's a good move. Good. I I think there's, like, a lot of... So, so it's interesting that you guys say that. Like, you say that, like, it it helps to, to like, go through the journey of it and then go through them meticulously because I think it also helps to go through them meticulously as they come. Uh, also, we, we kind of had yeah. a slower style, mm-hmm. except for occasionally with. Oh, I mean, you. I, I definitely went meticulously, and to be honest, it gave me anxiety. Oh, really? <laughs> because people's faces would like clear up, and I'd be like, "Fuck! Now I need to know who you are." 
your face is cleared up. You're not blurry anymore. But I don't even know what made your face clear anymore. And then I'm like scouring the scene being like, I don't know why your face is clear all of a sudden. Why? I know the game was like, to you. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, must it's be like something. this dude's a one triangle. You should be able to figure that guy out <laughs> easy. And I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. I saw him <laughs> once in passing. And we then alternatively, had, yeah. this yeah. guy's a three triangle and it's like, Got a racial profile, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but we had that with Necklace Man, who, like, we knew how he died. We knew everything about him super early on. And we, I think he was one of the last people that How did Necklace Man die? Who the fuck is Necklace Man? Oh, he had a low cut shirt on. So if you remember, really everybody had a low cut shirt on. Do you remember the scene in. <laughs> where was he in the, the drawing? Uh, well, okay. So do you remember the scene where. Uh, Saeed's dying from the Sickness. illness. Yeah. Yes. In his yeah. bunk. And there's also the uh-huh. Russians playing cards. Yeah, and there's the Russians playing cards. He is the guy who's sitting yeah. on the opposite bunk looking down at him. Oh, okay. The guy in, man. like, the X hand. Oh, so yeah. One, yeah. Of, one of the Indian guys? One of the Indian yeah. guys. Yeah. See, that was the thing. Is like a lot of the Indians looked Indian to us, except for him. He had, like, a very, I don't know, kind of like a neutral face. And was like... What is he? Yeah, who are yeah, you? Yeah, we just didn't put that one together for a long time. But he was one of those characters who, like, we saw everywhere. Like, we kept seeing him. We knew exactly who oh, he yeah. was. Oh, yeah, he's, like, in 12 memories. Same shit. thing yeah. with Knife in the Mouth guy, the guy who, at the very beginning, dro- you see him dropping yeah. down to go kill the captain with the knife. Yeah. Like, the we didn't man. put his name in until really late, even though his, you know, the game was like, nope, you should know who that is. Yeah. We just carried him around with his yeah. knife. Yeah. And, you know, forever. He was one of the last people that I got. He's um, tough, man. Of those things. I got him by process of elimination, I think. So did I we. Was, I think he was the only remaining top yeah. man, and I was like, well, yes. he's certainly at the top a lot. Yes. <laughs> Let's I just think he was the in. last remaining English top man for me, and I was like, mm-hmm. this guy looks like he's probably English. Yeah. yeah. And you can do that, by the way. There's like, so, so the mechanics of this game is also lovely, too, in the sense of that if you have three, so you have to pick oftentimes who they are, well, every time who they are how they died and like potentially by who killed them. Sometimes you don't have to know who killed them um, based on if they were killed by something that's inanimate or whatever. Um, But like what's cool about that is that if you get three correct, so you're making all these guesses and you're making all these notes and they even allow you to write down just the role of the person. You can even sit there and go, I think they're a top man. That's all. I Wait, really? Yeah. There's a, there's an option for unknown top man oh like fuck unknown that's what that is that's what that's I for. thought that those yeah. were Which, unknown just people note, no that's what i thought, I thought too, James. So too. And just a note we did not actually ever use that mechanic we just figured it out at the very 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 end we're like oh shit you could have been doing that which is awesome what's at so no dumb point did we use it well i think a lot I of instantly cases figured that like, out for officer okay. i instantly yeah. figured yeah, because, out right. unknown officer but all the rest of the unknowns i was like those are clearly people that we just don't know who they are Right. You're like, well, because there's also like a stowaway and stuff. So you're like, there's some shit that maybe mm-hmm. the manifest didn't know. Well, even how yeah. once we figured it out, it was like, well, we could put unknown top in and we're like, put a name in just no, in we're, case. We're just like, no, unknown. We don't want to take chances. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So if you get three guesses correct and they have to be entirely correct, you got the name, you got the attack, uh, the weapon, right? And the, the attacker, then it'll lock in for you with potentially the most satisfying sounds in all existence. That's so sad. And it's like, so good well done. <laughs> you You're did it. best. Da-da-dum. Da. I was really afraid at first that this was going to be like Orwell and that if you did a wrong choice, it was going to lock in and be like, 
not great choice or something. So I was worried at first about that. But then after the first, like, I think three, six, nine. So like the first nine fates when all it was doing was being correct. I was like, okay, I think I can now just start putting placeholders in here Mm. without having to worry about it locking in. So like, honestly, with like the Russians playing cards, those three men, I was like, okay, you know what? There's only three Russians on the manifest. I don't know which of the three you guys are, so I'm just going to randomly assign you a Russian name, you a Russian name, and you a Russian name. And one of them actually ended up being right, so I only had to swap two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, it was really nice just to be able to be like, okay, I can at least know that all of my Russians are accounted for. It's these three guys, and that's that. So the workflow of this game Um, is really fucking cool. Because it gives you a lot of information when you have this incredibly satisfying lock-in, right? Like, you you go through the story and you get some, not for free, but that are, like, pretty clear. And so if you sit yeah. there and you have, say, two that you're pretty fucking sure you're nailing, then you can sit there and go, let's take a hard one and make some guesses. And if you, because yeah. you're pretty sure that the other two are correct, and so you'll get that lock-in. And so then what you can do is you can even make a couple of guesses, too, because if you guess on a bunch of people where you know what killed them, typically, you know who killed them, typically. But who the fuck is this person? They seem way hard. I have no information. But you know you got two for sure. You make like a bunch of guesses on some people. The second one locks in. You not only know that you were a correct on the one you guessed that locked in, obviously, but you were also wrong for the ones that the guesses you made that were incorrect because the second you get three, it's going to lock yeah. in. So everything else you have that's fully filled out is wrong in some way. So not only is it yep. incredibly satisfying to be like, oh, shit, I'm on the right track. But you can also game this a little to start figuring out people and figuring out things and getting a lot of information. So the workflow is often like making these educated guesses, then maybe some flat out guesses, depending on where you are. But then sitting back and stop before we go forward. Let's see what other guesses we've made and let's make sure that we know that they're wrong and maybe switch them around. And maybe we got the wrong guy's name here. And so it's just it's beautiful with the way that it just gives you this information and allows you to make these jumps for ones that you're like, I don't fucking have any idea about this guy. So let's see if we can maneuver him when we have a two situation that we're pretty sure about. And so it's, it's, it's awesome in that way. It really does feel like Sudoku. I've made that reference before, but Sudoku is like, it's hard at first, but then you start to solve it. And every time you solve something, you get closer to solving other things. And that's kind of how this game can be too. It's like, as you're starting to narrow in, you're like, oh shit, like I'm really narrowing in now. Like now we're starting to really actually get here. And I think that's one of the maybe potential advantages of going slow, which you you can do whatever you want. And that's what's beautiful about this game. But when you go slow, you kind of reduce the amount of people you're actually working with. So you're not going to necessarily get them all, but you're like, there's only like 10 people I'm working with right now. And the rest I've never even heard of or seen. So you can kind of like crawl like that. Okay, they've introduced five new ones, but I've solved three. Okay, and you kind of crawl like that. But anyways, and you can kind of you can put in like a lot of information without even like making a serious guess um which just like narrows down the pool so much as you go through um it's so awesome (laughs) it's so awesome that's the fucking thing right like i'm sure at some point we'll get to gripes and i know that there's a couple that at least around this fucking table that people have but dude this game is fucking awesome. Well, I, I shouldn't have whispered the that. The puzzles I mean, <laughs> in this game are so like I, I 
like at its kind of heart this is a puzzle game and i think yeah. it has some of the most satisfying puzzles i've ever solved in a yes. game and the puzzles that for the whole game like we went through we solved every single person before we went off onto the little boat again and there were none of those that I was like, oh, this is bullshit. There's no way we could have gotten that besides just guessing. Like, everything had clues. Everything made sense. Like, when you locked it, you're like, oh, that does. Like, he totally yeah. is that guy. Like Educated every, guesses. It was all educated guesses. And I think the way those puzzles are put together is really impressive. To have that many that all fit together so well in a way where, like, you feel like all of them were solvable is, I, I think, really an impressive feat. Because I, I Out of puzzle games... I don't think that's usually the case. It's fucking masterful. I I have a slight confession to make. Uh, I didn't get anybody who had gotten on, like, who had looked like they had escaped. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I was like, man, there's a bunch of work that I'm going to have to do to figure out, like, just guesswork to figure out where these people escaped to. I bet I can do that afterwards because this is so... When the okay. when yeah. the the, okay. the robo dude was like, you can't get back on the ship after you leave. I was like, well, I can figure this out after I leave the ship. So I got on his boat and then it was like, and you're done. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And Do I have to go through way, this whole thing again? By the way, you actually can figure that out afterwards because of the way Elena figured it out. Which is no, that but the, he's saying the game doesn't let you. No, no, yeah, the oh, game doesn't, doesn't let you. Let you so I in. had to go back in and be like rewind. And luckily, uh, there's a rewind back to the boat button. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So you can figure those things out. Very considerate. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. weren't sure when we were playing. Like, oh, if we get off now, like, does that mean we're done, done, or can we get back on? And I think the answer is, if you done. get off the boat, then you're okay. done, done. Yeah. Oh man, um, that was such a ridiculous. It did hard give me solution. a clue. Which helped me figure it out uh, okay. where they went because it turned out I just hadn't looked through the whole book again. You hadn't internalized Henry fucking Evans. The, oh, the my God. The 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 book. Gives you and the you hadn't internalized the, the fact that right? he just mentions Spoiler. the French Moroccan embassy. Well, yeah. That was like one of those Morocco. crazy puzzles that like one of the three of us just solved completely by accident, essentially, where I think like in that way, we had a big advantage playing with three people because sure. different okay, things. You can say it was you. Yeah, it was, it you. was me. <laughs> um, but like different things click in for different people. So like there were some that Gabe was like, no, wait, I got it. Like this makes total, complete sense to me right now. And then there were some moments where like I had woken up this morning being like why are the artists fucking initials in the beginning of the book that's so weird he's dead like he can't possibly be that so then i went back and checked it and i was like hmm, that's not the artist and that's how we figured out that they were alive um and like where they oh, had you gone. thought you thought she that had... the artist was the one that gave you the book no because like remember that artist dies he gets Which, strangled out yeah. by the by the way brilliant moment where they highlight his face as the initials on the drawing yeah uh-huh. fucking mm-hmm. brilliant so I figured that out because there's initials and when you like when you mouse over the initials, it brings it up as like a person. So I clicked on that and was like and like looked through the manifest and was like, oh, this dude's an artist. All right. Yeah. And so like, awesome. I think like somehow in my sleep, like those initials connected my brain. And I don't even think his, his initials are. They're not. I don't no. think they are correct, but no. I was like, that's so weird that he's the one who wrote the book because he's dead. So how that could be possible? And then like in hour two of our playing this morning, I was like, wait a minute. Right. Check the front. That's so, not right. So you thought he wrote the book and 
illustrated the book but at I was the same like, time. That and died. But again, I was like, but that can't be right. So I knew like it was one of those things like when you're solving really good puzzles, I think, where like your brain is trying to make sense of things and it's putting stuff together, but you know it doesn't fit. Yeah. But you're still putting it together. And so there's a moment where you kinda like check it and be like, wait, no, it goes like this. And then you kind of have that like I don't know, that like numbers flying to the sky moment of like, I get everything. Yeah. Um, Dude, thank God you were paying attention and also playing the game because if it had been me, I would have been like, fuck the front of the book. I know how to play the game. <laughs> fuck the <press. laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Just, oh. Was also I mean, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Because he lived and the other three people on the boat were like, do we just assume they lived too? Yeah. yeah. So we put them all in as alive and the game's like, good job. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Lock it in, bro. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny because, okay, they do occasionally give you achievements and stuff like that for locking in and whatever else. But I just kept thinking like, it's like, I don't know why this is so backwards in my fucking head, but we would lock something in and I'd be like, we should get an achievement for that. That was amazing. And like really what I'm reacting to is just how goddamn satisfying it was to solve puzzles in this game. It's so fucking satisfying. But again, like I think that speaks to how good the puzzles are because there are games like I've played um, The Witness and there's some like I played Myst when I was a kid. Like I enjoy puzzle games. But with but all of those games, like maybe I was just little for Miss. Maybe those puzzles are just on a different level. But I'd be like, I would solve something and be like, oh, I don't know why I solved. I don't know how that worked. Uh, it doesn't feel fair. And like those puzzles are the gardens between. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck right? that like, game. Those puzzles aren't satisfying. <laughs> these puzzles are satisfying because right. you feel like you did it. Like you really put those pieces together. Yeah. They make sense to yeah. you, and you fucking like nailed it in. Even if you were there was some guesswork in there, it was like educated, calculated guesses that all came together. I don't know. I yeah. love the puzzles in this. It does make you feel like a sleuth, and I think that is also like it's also strengthened by the fact that when you discover these scenes, they're played backwards. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to, you you kind of have to piece together a puzzle in backwards fashion, and so when you do manage to piece together what occurs in the scene, and what I like to do was just then like chain. You know, once I unlocked all the scenes in a chapter, I'd go to the very last part and just kind of chain my memories all the way back to part one. So I could then in a more linear fashion see the, you know, the paths that people took. Like being able to piece that together myself without the game necessarily like pointing at me being like, pay attention to this guy. Like, I think like one of the ones that I really liked seeing that I felt like I was super clever with was um the one with the crab riders invading the ship which by the way that was my favorite chapter so was the crab rider cool. scene oh my god it's so awesome because it drops you at the very last scene you're in this like little cubby area of the ship hall and you can't actually move out of this cubby area and you can only look at the scene through these little portholes um and what I love about it is that you see your little shot guy and you're like, oh, man, he got shot through the wall. Right. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you're kind of looking through the windows and like you're looking through the windows. You're seeing some people hiding out. You see a dead guy up against the wall and you're like, wait, what the what the fuck's happening? And then you look through one porthole and there's just this massive crap crab rider yeah. just standing there. And what I love about it is like I just kind of pause there and I'm looking and I'm like, what the actual fuck <laughs> like yeah. holy yeah. shit like and it's great because it's similar to like how we described the kraken scene it's just 
It takes this what seems to be kind of a mundane scene, Abigail getting hit over the head with some rigging or this guy getting shot through a wall. And then you just kind of zoom out a bit and you take in the whole scene and you're like, wait, holy shit. What's going on here? Wait, this is utter chaos. Holy shit, there's 25 people in this scene? Yeah. How am I ever yeah. going to make sense of this? Like, yeah. you kind of feel a little overwhelmed when you're dropped into the last scene of, you know, of a chapter because everything's already transpired. You're seeing dead bodies everywhere. You're not quite sure how you're going to ever piece together what happened to all these people. But then you slowly start unraveling and you slowly start actually going backwards in the scene, seeing where people were versus where did they end up end up. And just that alone mm -hmm. was so satisfying to me, like seeing one of the midshipmen, you know, burned over a over a dead crab rider and then the next scene he is on fire and then in the scene prior to that you see him tossing the lantern onto the crab so being able to piece together ah, oh, so he tossed the lantern and then the crab drew him in and spiked him and he burned to death like that's raw like i don't know just being able to see those movements yeah, yeah. Um, that are all static like we've said before there's no animation that tells any of this and yet with how each scene is staged and how each person's movements and facial expressions help to um inform you what's going on in the scene is great you know like a a, a captain's uh, first mate calls out the name brennan and you know who brennan is because you look outside the door and he's got his hand cupped to his ear as if he's, like, oh. listening for you. So you're like, okay, that guy's got to be Brennan, not this guy coming down the stairs, because this guy coming down the stairs doesn't look like he's paying attention to what's being called out. But I know what's happening here with this guy. Um, I didn't that notice was that really Brennan cool. had his ear cupped. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yep. He, I, figured, he I figured that out because the other guy was clearly an officer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's thing, part of like right. So, so many it, little clues and you yes. can put it together in so many yes. different ways. Yeah. Yeah. If we want to take another example, also, of like a story that you see backwards, it's the fucking like you just said, it's the guy who got shot through the wall because you're like, oh, he got shot through the yeah. wall. And it's like, what happened to him? Oh, he got spiked and he crawled around the fucking back and he just happened to get fucking shot through the wall. Like it wasn't yeah. even intentional. Arbitrarily. Yeah, yeah. Like that's his fucking story. And you're like, oh, shit. So also, there's so much like that. Did you guys realize that the purser was in the purser's office, that whole scene? No. no. Exactly. So, like, yeah. I never figured out who the purser was until I did deductive reasoning. But, yeah, that's a way that you can figure that out. And it's actually how that Let's Player I mentioned figured it out. He, he was looked like, through the porthole oh, this and guy's... was like, where is that? Oh, it's the purser's office. Yeah, that he's like, he's purser. looking through here. He's like, yeah, exactly. The he, the he figured it out office. based off of the the map and everything he he utilized the map really well also being like oh the this, gunner and this the captain's mate's coming out of this mate? room that's like the second mate's corridor so that's got to be the second mate right and like yeah the gunner's coming out of the gunner's corridors like the it's honestly amazing how intricate this narrative is i mean granted the narrative is what took lucas pope the longest uh, to hmm. create this game. He originally wanted this game to, you know, he was working on it um, 
you know, right after Papers, Please got released, and he expected this game to be out within the next year or two. But then as he was creating this game and wanted to create such an intricate narrative, um, that's what, you know, had him working for an additional, you know, two years on the project. And those two years were solely based on narrative um, and just trying to piece together all 60 members' stories and movements and making sure they all connected and all made sense and making sure if one guy refers to a guy's actions in a previous chapter, he needs to make sure in that previous chapter that that guy's looking at that event happening so he can be able to reference it in the future. Um, it's honestly quite mm. amazing how intricate that is. Yeah. And how many different ways you um, can, because of its intricacy, how many different ways it can clue you in. Yeah. And no matter what, exactly. you're like, God, I'm yeah. a baller. Yeah. And like, not to beat a dead horse, but I think all of that depth is why the puzzles are so compelling when you do get one is because it all makes sense. Like, if there's nothing sticking out, you're like, wait, but that yeah. guy wasn't even there. You know, yeah, there's, none of that sense. happens to you because of all the time that he took to make sure everything does hang together. So we had a great moment yeah. where we saw we finally found like one of the carpenters. Yeah. And coming out of like the carpenter's office holding a hammer, we're like, oh, shit, it's a carpenter. Let's let's inspect him. And Elena actually hits the like compass seeking button, so yeah. it all just goes black. And we're like, no. Nope. <laughs> there was yeah. a lot like that. And it was like two hours later we finally got back to the guy. I was like, yeah. hey, did you guys remember that one time we saw a carpenter? Let's go find him. But it again. wasn't just the carpenter; it was the carpenter and the carpenter's mate. Know, so you could actually whole... swap the names between those two. But eventually, you're just gonna lock in. Yeah. No. It's 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 unbelievable. I think we've we've sung a lot of praises about this game, and that's very reasonable. Uh, and obviously we're going to continue to do that. But I do think it might be worthwhile to go into if there are any gripes with this. Yes. Game. <laughs> Gabe, go would on. you like to say your piece? <laughs> yes, I would love to. The part I hated the most was <laughs> the bit with like the compass hunting. What do you mean by that? Is that so the part where like you go into a flashback and your compass like freaking out and you hit whatever. I was never in control, so I don't know right. what the buttons were, but you hit the button to have your compass going like the seeker mode where everything goes like a lot darker like the black and white yeah like, like the black really and black. white yeah and you it have eliminates to find, the next body yeah you have to find the highlighted white body okay and which fair enough that's okay. totally fair yeah striking like a cool beautiful mechanic. scene yeah yeah so when you go and you find the body and then it activates like another little mini like cutscene thing where like the scene transitions yep and then you're back where you start where you originally started you have to follow this dumb fucking fog thing back to the body. <laughs> that you just like, found. Yeah, it's like, why? <laughs> why this? Gabe Every is... single body. Gabe was so... It's especially, like, aggravating when you know that the body's right next to the body you just discovered, yeah. and yet you still take lots around the fucking, like, and mask. waits for yeah, you. Yeah, you have to fucking follow it, just doing this Yeah, and you can't not over. look at it, because you have to look at it otherwise yeah. it won't go yeah, yeah. pause and be like hey are you following me yeah you know where we're going and you're like yes i do it's so funny because gabe was so fucking like in this game and then every time that would happen he would like smash the desk like this game is so shit. awesome and elena would do that scene and i'm just like fuck this game I like every it. time no it's interesting yeah. though if we talk about like potentially abandoned game mechanics the only thing that i can think of with that is that maybe at some point in time you could just trigger that at will and it would point you to the next body like it was a way to like progress See, the that story would make sense if, if, if you were, like you truly were lost and you're like please i need help, help. but yeah, that's like, not how it works because the other ability does that the original thing where the compass is like shaking and it's like oh my god it's happening and then you 
you go find the white illuminated body you stand right over it you're like great i found it and then when you're ready to actually look at it you press the button and it teleports you directly back to where you were before yeah like it's i as far as i can tell it's completely unnecessary to the game to be be fair visually it's awesome and then they they cut it at the very end the very last chapter we have to like talk right you have to Mail the doctor. Yeah, and you see the scene in the uh, in the brig with the monsters. The bargain chapter. The bargain chapter. The lazarette. Excuse yeah. me. Okay. All right. Got okay. Rig. Got him. I'm not French, so I don't know. Um. Also, what the fuck is a lazarette? <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I thought you had the glossary. Um, it it yeah, wasn't in like, the glossary. I checked. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's just a brig, but you, it's a small compartment below the deck in. Uh, the aft end of a vessel used for stores. Port. Stores? And starboard. Storage. <laughs> Thank you, McCoy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Are you happy I taught you this? It's just, Dude, yeah. it's just like a storage place. Okay, fair it's enough. It's not a helpful. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, so it's like you're in this like confined space and there's two bodies and yeah. thank God they didn't fucking, they realized that would be stupid in this position. But it's, it's a- like you're in the middle there's one body immediately to your right and one body immediately to your left. Yeah. And the game forces you to do like the thing where you're like, okay, I saw this scene where this dude died. And I have to walk over this other body and I can see how he died. And thank God they didn't do the dumb fucking fog thing because that would have been so stupid in that confined space. Which actually, that one brings me to my other gripe with the mechanics of this game, which is that when you first, so you have your compass out, you look at a dead body, okay. you activate yeah. it, right? It pops up with the dialogue on a black screen. Which yes, is this great. too. And then it shows you the scene and you can like look around, right? And you're like zooming in on people's faces. You're like wandering around and you have to wait for a certain amount of time before you can kind of like before it enters the death into the book. And it has to like it has to do that. And it does that zoom out thing where it turns in like a little pinhole and everything goes black and it pops the book up. And it makes you wait for that. And it's always this awkward thing where like it's if it's a big scene where there are tons of people, like that scene we were talking about before where there are 22 people, you're like running around trying to look at everybody and it cuts you off in the middle because all of a sudden this goes black and you're popped into the book. Yeah. Or if it's like a scene with like one dude who was clearly, yeah, right. like the artist who is like clearly killed by that Kraken. There's nobody else there. There's nothing going on. You have to wait there and be like. While he was taking I-? a rough shit. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so rough. Never forget. And you always pull up your fucking book like I'm gonna write down this guy's death, and you're like, oh, I. Can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't oh, put shit. it in Sorry, because you, you can't do it until the game lets you. And so I think those were like yeah. two things where the game kind of like gates you and is yes. like, oh, you gotta wait, uh, wait and, for it. And there might be one more. And this one I think is more subtle and maybe uh, artistic choice one way or the other. And I could see it either way. So it's not a huge gripe for me. Uh, those oh, I think make it, more sense to me. Is it's, it? Is it the choice to let you cancel out the, the thing no, when you're, hilarious. When you're going awful. in? No, no. So like when <laughs> no, you're, it's none of those things. <laughs> when you've discovered a body and you're pressing the button to like make your compass go and it like swirls out and it does that crazy noise, right? And then it go, and you can you can press the button again and it will like do and it just takes you out of that. It's amazing. No, that was not a gripe. That was potentially my favorite part of the whole game. <laughs> Such a good part of the game. Not an artistic choice, just but a player choice. No, no. The artistic choice that I'm referring to is that... There comes a point in this game where you sit there and you go, oh, I just need to see that memory again. Mm. And then you go, how the fuck do I do that? And you have to, like, go find it again. And it's not a huge thing, but you do have to, like, go look into your book, figure out where it is, walk there. And I do think there's something to be said for that desire within me to just see that memory again. Yo, just give it to me. I just yeah. need to see this one. Especially if it's, like, like uh, 
what is it like the Doom or whatever chapter where you have to go? Oh yeah, on the bodies. gun deck, and there's like five bodies in there, and you're like, which one is it? Which body was it? <laughs> so actually, so that was actually going to be one of the things I was going to ask to critique this game, like for I guess potentially making this game better would have been like fast travel between event spots. But I realized also, in terms of distinguishing which bodies belong to which scenes, I only discovered watching the Let's Play how you can actually identify that, and it's actually via the compass. Because when you walk up to an already discovered dead body and open up the compass, the needles on the, uh, on the it's a pocket watch, not a compass, but the uh, hands on the pocket watch point to the chapter and the part they are a part wait, of. What? Wait, what? So, like, oh, dang. Yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I, I figured out watching the Let's Play. I wish I had figured it out when I was playing myself because wow, in, in the so guy playing the Let's cool. Play, he immediately figured it out. But he, like, walks up to, like, a, you know, de- decapitated guy in, like, one of the holds and he just flips open the thing and he's like, okay, yeah, this was, you know, chapter four, part three, and then, so that means this body is... Yeah, chapter four, part two. Like, so... You I, could actually have, t- like, been able to tell via the hands on the pocket watch, but I did not figure that out. But that's actually kind of subtly genius. No, that's really I figured that out genius. in the captain's cabin. I figured that out in the captain's cabin and then never used it once. <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty cool, but I still want memories on demand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have so, been nice if you could navigate yeah. to the memories from the book. So if you went to the book and you're like, yeah. okay, we're going to Doom Chapter yeah. 5. I'm looking at that, like, tiny little picture that they give you. Of what happened, I'm like, if I could just click on that and it would take me to the memory, that'd be great. Yeah, we're like on the top deck and we're like, we have to go all the way down to the cargo hold. Fuck. And of yeah. course, I'm like speeding around, like running into walls. <laughs> like, which way is that? And I opened the book a couple times and then I inevitably hit that button that makes you go. Yeah, we're like, Elena, please, for the love of God, go left. It's left. Please. <laughs> but I'm not great with left and right. So. And she's just like dying, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So I agree with you because partly because I had that kind of. Like, I would be looking at a book and then be like, oh, I want to see this memory again. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, you can't just do that from the book. And I did that constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. But I I think that it's actually the right choice to not let you do that. Um, because familiarizing yourself with the space of the boat, of the ship, and... Um, like where all of the corpses are in it was actually like really important for me in um, in figuring out the story and like having to go back and like actually go to the place where it is and like recognize which corpses were on the way there. Um, and there were actually there were like two um, memory based corpses that I just I must have like found them and then been like I want to go back and look at something else and then forgotten where they were um there were there were two of those and I I just like got stuck and then started going around to the corpses that I had available to me and um like found them by accident because I was just exploring the ship, trying to get to other memories. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to make a similar point that I wonder if the 
having to walk from place to place and remember which body was which and be like, oh, yeah, that's that guy over here. And you can use him to get to this sort of thing. I wonder if that's part of why, yeah. like, I, we remember all the faces. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Necklace Man again. I'm like, oh, this is this guy over here. Like, I, I wonder if all doing all of that helped it kind of all, like, crystallize in your brain so you could remember it all. Because I was pretty impressed by the end of that. Because it wasn't yeah. on demand. Like, right. we knew who all those 60 crew members were. Not all of them. But, like, almost, though. But I, I was gonna, <laughs> So I was going to make a similar point. I totally agree. And I don't know exactly what it is that did this, but without a doubt. So I tend to be really bad with faces in video games. Like, really bad. And it's partially just because they usually have a dead fucking face that's trying to animate in front of me. And it just, like, doesn't feel human to me. And I, I Shout can't. Shout out to Heavy Rain. Shout out to Heavy Rain. Shout out to fucking uh, The <laughs> Outer Worlds. Mass Andromeda. Like, <laughs> no, like, because when I was playing The Outer Worlds, like, I need to have a very specific way that I set the dialogue, uh, the subtitles. I can't have subtitles going because it distracts me from their face, but I need them afterwards to understand what they said. And actually, Outer Worlds has a setting for this where you look at their eyes. I need to look at their face and their eyes talking, and I need to be like thinking in my head, like, who the fuck is this? Talk to me about who this is. Who is this? What's their story? And then afterwards, I can look at the dialogue when I'm like selecting my response to it. And so because it's really hard for me to remember people and I was astounded by how many people had such personality in this game based on how many different little snippets you see them. I know you need to do that in order to solve the puzzles, but like you were saying, just like the amount of people that, you know, knife and mouth guy, that motherfucker's climbing on shit all the time. Like you get the sense for these people and it's it's awesome. It's it's just so fucking cool that like a game was with so little animations and so little facial animations and everything was able to give so much personality to these crew. And whether or not that's because you have to walk around the ship or it's because all the pieces put together, who knows? But it's undeniable that, like, we cared and knew about these people. Like, way, 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 way more. There are games I play where I'm like, I think I know the first character, like, the main character's name. <laughs> like, that's, like, as far as it gets. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this game wasn't like that at all. I mean, names were a little hard for me with this game, but it was definitely, like, at least I know traits and personalities and beings and styles and friends and all that stuff. Well, it's funny, like, with one of the last guys we solved was the uh, the helmsman. Mm-hmm. And because we're like, we haven't seen this guy, oh. like, in anything, dude. Mm-hmm. Where has he been? Yeah. Until finally we just, like, looked at what memories he's in and we're like well he's in the doom let's go to that one where the fuck is this guy yeah and it's the one where abigail dies and we're like okay where would he like because we looked at like the steering wheel like he's not there (laughs) and then we looked up and we're like oh there he is like ah yes oh there's like and that's the same one where you can find um uh the persian guy yeah, yeah, who's getting through? Who falls yes. overboard? For yes. the longest time, yeah, we yes. didn't. For yeah. whatever reason, we just never know. So there was a fall option mm. for death. Yeah. yeah. So like, do we say he drowned? What do we say? Yeah, like I'm not sure. It accepts yeah. both drowned yeah. and yeah. fell overboard. Yeah. It would accept both. I was like, not knowing yeah. that that it would take both kind of made it better because we had very long discussions about like speared versus. Spike. Well, that's just McCoy being an idiot. Well, yeah, McCoy no, didn't because seem I'm to like, understand the difference. Where Gabe and I were very solid, like, no, Spike just with the short spikes that come out of the creature, his spear just the spear is thrown with a hand. And no, and I kept saying, I think it accepts both in this case, and then they're like, no fucking way. We refuse to uh, believe that. And maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't care. But the, no, but so I want thing- the listeners and the people of the podcast to know there was many discussions of Elena saying that this game would be best played. Her and I. And <laughs> Without McCoy I did say that. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Well, because I was the fucking stickler of like, stop, don't move forward. We have information we need to write in. Let's not forget it. And they're like, ooh, what if we went to the next memory? I'm like, stop, stop. We're going to forget that shit. No, no. Yeah, Wait. I just think that Gabe and I have a similar style with this type of game. Whereas Cavalier. McCoy, you have a very distinctive, slow style that... <sighs> didn't necessarily mesh with our playthrough. Okay, yeah. so something that's interesting about the UI, though, is that... Is that awful? <laughs> no, no, it's actually, really, it's actually really cool because you can get to a lot of different places from a lot of other places. So you can go from the crew manifesto and see what your guesses are from people, and you can change how they died or how who killed them. You can look at the photo and see and go to the person. You can zoom in oh, one, on a corpse one minor, one and then quick jump minor to the book. Gripe. Okay. You can't change names from the crew manifest right because there's assuming that if you're if you're if you're in the entry of that crew member then that's that crew member so it's just it's just a way that makes sense but it's like you just want to do everything from that screen yes you want to be able to do everything from every screen and you almost can but the amount of effort that they put into making sure you can do a lot of things from a lot of screens like you can zoom in on someone it'll show where they are in the map ironically right behind their body and then you have to like move a little bit to see that shit (laughs) every (laughs) fucking time but then you can like press the book and flip to the book and check and oh they're right there it's like it's really truly impressive at how many different ways you can get at all these different things and see these different stuff and oh delightful yeah that's that i do wish that there was a sort button Mm. in the crew manifest Mm -hmm. because there would be so many times where i just wish i could sort by like you know when i was trying to figure out who the brothers were sure right like it'd be so great if we could just sort by last name so that way i could tell that there is two people named peters or something or like at least that's kind of also how it was Sorry, what (laughs) no yeah like when it came to the uh when it came to like making sure i had all of the indians accounted for like i would love to i mean it did sort by by uh sort of like there was one indian guy that was separated it was sort of by by role so Um, i mean entry interestingly enough the um the other indian guy uh his name was from a different language Um, but he was still Indian so he was like a little different than the other guys still right exactly yeah Um, like his name was it it looked like Hindi okay Um, yeah as opposed to Arabic there's so much stuff like that in this game like it's like it actually feels like you can really rely on a lot of those things but almost but not entirely where it's like the midshipmen or like you know the 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 seamen or the fucking stewards are next to each other but there might be like a first mate in there just chilling so you like there's like little bits and pieces where you're like okay you can't be sure but these dudes are chilling with each other the top men seem to be hanging with each other but they're maybe hanging with one other dude well that's the thing it's like most of the top men were hanging together but then you had the russian top men yeah who is with the other russians playing cards right exactly yeah Yeah. that shit is so fucking cool where it's like okay most of these indians are like this but then this one guy has a slightly different name and potentially a slightly different story too and he's actually a different role and he's over here and so it's almost giving you a lot uh, well, it's definitely giving you a lot, but it's almost giving it all to you. But then it's like, no, actually, you need a little more subtlety than that. And I think I came into this game thinking I can't assume anything by where they are in the picture. And I can't assume anything by their roles. And I can't assume like I can't assume all their roles are going to be wearing the same clothes. I can't assume this or that. And I was immediately like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Like these officers are clearly wearing these fucking hats. Like, obviously. Right. Like yeah. they're. 
Yeah, that's what I felt. Dude, that fucking gunner's assistant with the with the pipe yeah. hat or not there was the gunner and then there was the gunner's mate, and the gunner's mate actually looked like somebody who would be in an official position. Yeah. It took yeah. me so yeah. long. I mean he was in an official position. Figure. The mates <laughs> well, were all, whatever. Are all officers. Like, there you fucking go. Yeah, but still I'm just yeah, like. Zoe, have you ever been uh, on a boat I just before? wish. That, <laughs> whatever. All right. Um. What? Right. What nationality was the the gunner's mate? Polish. I remember. Is that the Polish guy? Right. I don't remember. Polish, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how I figured him out. Okay. I figured well, out the gunner because he multiple had a German accent. Right. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Just like the levels of complexity of this game were pretty impressive yeah and the way that the narrative was written and all the different various clues that you could use and they all kind of come together is just i i'm impressed that he as yeah. a, especially as one person oh yeah could keep all that like sorted out and fit in just like the the lack of yeah. gaps oh yeah for just being one dude yeah and the complete departure from papers please like i if you had told me I think it's maybe visually and the sound design is really good in oh, both. The sound is so good. But otherwise, like this game is so different in terms of feel from Papers Please. Yeah. I'm impressed that this was You know what it is though? Second. It's it's this is like that beautiful example of you sit there and you think to yourself, like, is there an advantage for having one person make this game or at least primarily make this game or at least be the decider of all deciders for this game in a true director's fashion but also the underlings mostly it's like yes if you have taste and if you have a good sense for tone and if you know how you uh, you have a strong vision you can pull it off and this guy clearly has an incredibly tight strong vision that he goes for unashamedly and nails so fucking hard in, in, in all of this game, I mean, he's incredible. Like, I, I can already tell you right now, his next game is going to be amazing. It's, guess, it can't be anything other because his unashamed, like, dedication to a vision that is so stellar. Like, he's shown it to us twice. Like, there's no fucking way. He's amazing. Damn, no pressure. No, yeah. but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's it's amazing. And it's so cool because it's like, I actually his think. His next job is, I mean, his next game is probably going to be about, like, a trash guy or something. <laughs> Like, what do you mean by that? I feel like, Could I feel you like take he us starts... to the logical leaps, James, that got yeah, you there? So no, I feel James. like he starts off the, the development of his of a game by saying, what's a profession that nobody would think to make a game about? OK. Dude, like the I... first game is is like border like. Inspector guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. And the second game is insurance adjuster. Yeah, from a first specifically like with boats and stuff. Yeah, it's, in the eighteen hundreds. In the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, he but I feel pieces. like he started he with insurance adjusters, pieces. and he yeah. was like, "All right, how do I make a game about being an insurance adjuster?" No, you but know? James, you're gonna be a trash man, and you're gonna solve mysteries via what's in the trash. Oh shit! Actually, yeah. I'd play that. But that is he great. even gonna? Do <laughs> oh my god! All, all I'm saying is just that, like. This guy is able to get to where because, for instance, he didn't voice the characters, but like Zoe said, he chose the characters and made sure like he chose the voices. Sorry. And he chose well, obviously he chose the characters, too, but he chose the voices and he made sure that those voices could really do what he wanted, that they fit in his vision. And 
the voice actors and the voice acting in this game is so fucking good. It fits. It all fits. Like it's like this whole game just fits. And it's the same thing with Papers, Please, where you're like, oh, that's the other thing I just want to say. Sorry, really quickly, is that this game is so much more fun than Papers, Please. Holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was struck by how much it's more fun this game is. Less anxiety ridden. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> But like going off of the with the, like with the voice acting, one touch that I was initially annoyed about, but I actually thought was rather cool, was when um, when you complete a like when you complete see a scene and then the page opens up to, to ask you know who is this person, how they die, and they also give you the transcript of mm-hmm. what was said in that scene. And all that's marked on that transcript is the lines that the deceased says, but not necessarily tells the difference of who says all the other lines. Like, it's not done in, like, a screenplay fashion where it's like, you know, gunner, you know, hoist the sails, captain, wait, don't do that, deceased guy, hold on a minute, ugh, like, all of nice sound effects. they only setting. tell you, like, who... <laughs> Yeah, no problem. But, like, I do like how it only shows you what the deceased says, but all of the other lines are more ambivalent, and it really makes you have to listen to the actual voice acting to figure out, okay, that particular line in that transcript, that sounded more muffled, so that must have been coming from another room. Meanwhile, like, there's another line of, like... You know, for instance, the scene we were talking about with Saeed uh, being sick in his bed, you know, the first thing you hear is the Russians gambling, being like, you know, like, you you cheater and, you know, pay attention to your own cards. And then you hear the more close scene and more close proximity of the, you know, Indian guy trying to get Saeed to drink. So it's like really cool that you have to really like you have to really pay attention to how the lines are delivered the proximity in which they're delivered you know does it sound like when this person exclaims does it sound like they're shocked surprised and it's really of the voice actor to convey those emotions well not to mention it's also on lucas pope to visually try and get the um, you know, try to get the uh, the scene down to, you know, match up with those voice acting lines. Um, so that was just a really amazing feat that I really liked huh. seeing. Because, um, yeah, there would just be times I'd read the transcript and I'd see a line and I'm like, wait, where the fuck did that line come in? Who, who, why are people talking about lifeboats, like, in the lower cabin? And then you realize, oh, it's because when I actually listen... Someone far away is talking about lifeboats. Wait, maybe I need to go up to the top deck and see who's talking about lifeboats. What the hell? And, like, sure enough, there's, like, a little bonus area of that scene of people stowing away. Yeah, yeah. the sound design in this game is amazing. I mean, it's, like, it, how many times in games do you hear, like, someone say something along the lines of, like, yeah, the sound design was great. And what they mean is it sounded pleasant to my ears. But in this case, it's, like, sound is giving you massive clues and a lot of information. Yeah. Like, you, it's giving you value by listening. Not to mention grisly deaths. Yeah. Some of those death yeah. noises yeah. were yeah. very unsettling. They got oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the fucking uh, cello or string or whatever it is, it just sounds so powerful. 
You know, like they're, they're right, the, the music they had for a bunch of like the dramatic scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, so yeah. good. Well, like, just the, and the timing of all the sound cues is so good. Oh my God. You're right. Um, yeah. And like, I'm no expert on English accents, but I could sometimes tell when somebody was like of higher class birth or lower mm. class birth, just based on the sound on the, on the, the mm. voices. God, that's so fucking And it was cool. like, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah, the sound in this game is another level, and they know it's another level so they can use it to just convey information. And it led to a lot of situations where you're like, reading the transcript, like, I need to go back to the fucking dream or the memory or the fucking whatever. I need to go back because... Oh, and that's awesome. When you're going through the second time, you can skip the uh, the point where, I, when you see it at first, it's an only black screen and the, and the text, the transcript shows on screen. But when you go in a second time, you can hit next and go in and you get treated to a different but equally incredible experience, which is watching the stills played out where you get to hear the sound all the way up until the still happens as you look through it. And you get to really feel them, them clamoring around before the actual exact snapshot moment. So it's just, oh yeah. my God, it's fucking amazing. I think we might be at a rating stage. Anyone else got anything they want to jump in or are we just, are we doing this? I mean, I'll mention one other thing. Like, I was really worried with how grisly this game would be. And I think the fact that it's in that black-white tonal shift really downplayed the gore a lot. Mm -hmm. As well mm -hmm. as the... And I think it did it in a way that a lot of games... Like, I, I feel like if this was done in any other visual style, let alone any other... Yeah, just any other style, I feel like it would be seen as, like, torture porn or just, like, gratuitous gore um you know to the point where it'd be just way too over the top but i think the fact that you don't actually see the color of blood it's just dark shadows beneath figures and the fact that the spray particle effects can either be movement or sprays sure. of blood um i think it really helps kind of dissociate between the actual gore that's happening and the task you have to complete at hand um, I think while you're trying to solve a murder mystery, I think Lucas Pope wanted you to focus on the fact that you are solving a murder mystery and less on the actual murder part. Like, he wants you to discover, like, the bookends of the murder, but not actually the act itself as much. Um, and so by just doing it in that visual style, I really appreciated. Um, just because then it just didn't seem as over the top and it didn't make me feel all icky and like disgusting like the sound effects yeah. sure yeah but i think that also helped in the sense that when the scene plays out initially and it's that black screen with just the transcript coming across you can then dissociate the sound from the actual scene because you know the sound is playing before the vi the vision hits your eyes and sure later on you can play the sound along with the vision but at least at the when you're first getting introduced to this game and experiencing these scenes for the first time, having that dissociation makes it so these this presentation of murder is presented in a more digestible format for even the most faint-hearted, I think. Um, you know, there's probably still people out there who probably got queasy playing this game. Who knows? But, like, at least for me, as somebody who, like really doesn't like a lot of blood and gore shown in my games like like i said this game just captivated me 
to the point where I kind of forgot that all the this disgusting stuff was happening because I was just so enthralled in the actual mystery of it all. And I think the help, the dissociation between the visual effects and the sounds versus the actual scene really helped that. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. But As someone who I doesn't like gore and games, I hadn't even thought about that, but I completely agree now that you've said it because I, I didn't really think about the gore in this game and there was a super extensive list of ways that people could die, including like decapitation and spiked and like... Just a lot. There was just a lot of death. Yeah, it almost, because of the art style, it almost left, like, a little bit up to the imagination. I mean, you could, like, clearly see the scene in front of you because it's all, like, black and white. It's almost like... Yeah, you weren't, like, seeing viscera yeah. or, like, the inside of people's heads or, like, it just, yeah, I, I think it's a good point. So. Yeah, you're kind of almost like, oh, intriguing. And, yeah, it's not, like, a case where you're, like... Because, yeah, if it was all, like, realistic and, like, everything's colored in, you'd be like, oh, God... But because it's yeah, more simplified real. and not gory, you kind of have more of the stomach to look at it and analyze what really happened and be like, okay, okay, we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Versus, yeah, just looking at it and be like, I don't, I, I'm leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw two guys right, like, cause you're actually paged like, off by giant <laughs> sea crabs. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. gone, dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm just like, you know, because of that dissociation, I'm like zooming in on their heads being like, are they completely Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just like, I want to see think more. they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How should I list yeah, this so death? I just, Decapitation I, okay, or... <laughs> Ravaged by sea crab. Yeah. I think it's a good point, though. It does really add to your ability to, like, do your job, quote unquote, as an insurance inspector being like, no, I do need to, like, figure out the exact details of this. Has he been spiked or speared? Like, how exactly, like, ripped apart or just decapitated? Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's another one little point I wanted to make of, like, originally when we started the game, it was kind of just, like, mutiny or, like, the captain's gone crazy killing people. And it's like, okay. So we're going to have to, like, figure out how 60 people all, like, turned on each other or went crazy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this might be a bit of a doozy, but it's like, oh, no, a lot of them just died to sea beasts. Yeah, so okay. a lot through of the that book yeah. at the end where you see, like, oh, you know, so-and-so, and they see how much they get compensated and, like, what the findings were when you give the final report in. We were just looking at and be like, there are a lot of just beast deaths, just a v- assortment of beast deaths on all the pages. Of, like, yeah, it's like, okay, so there's a kraken. Okay, that's, that's nautical themed. Okay, yeah. there's crab actually, riders. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sirens I have one too. One question: cool. Why did the second mate murder that dude? Which? Which guy? What? Nuncio Pasqua. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> Way to flex, Zoe. Um, because I was going to say the Italian. Okay, so, but. do you guys actually want to? Did you guys understand the story? Because I have a board. Yeah, here. I mean, was he was he trying <laughs> to steal the Formosan treasure? So yeah, so the Formosas had the little glittery right, the shell, and the I think second there were three mate of them. figured out that yeah, they, there were sorry. three of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the second mate just basically wanted to take it for himself and commit mutiny and escape off the ship with the treasure, um, and then also brought the captive Formosan royalty with him. Yeah. Probably because he just didn't want them to snitch, but also their royalty, so probably could keep them for ransom, is mm-hmm. my ass- assumption. Right. But anyway, so he he was down there. He knocked out the one Formosan guard, and Nunzio Pasqua her- yeah. overheard and came to investigate. Right, so and that's why he murdered the second him. mate was like, oh, like, it's nothing. Here, watch your step, and yeah. stabbed yep. him. 
But then he pinned it on on the Formosan the, guard. The Formosan guard, yeah. yeah. Formosan Ooh, guard. Yeah, for yeah. I figured so out even all though that, it says, I just wasn't certain. Even though it's why he was doing nefarious things in the first place, that wasn't clear. All for greed is my assumption. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's he was just, stealing the treasure. He he went. Yeah, broke. I think it was like he, 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 I did find it weird that they said that the Formosan guard. You admitted to the murder by self-confession, but then it also occurred to me that as a powerful guy, like a, a second mate, he probably was like, oh, yeah, this guy completely totally confessed to me. me that he did it. And given that the Formosan guard only spoke Taiwanese exactly. and no yeah. one else mm. on the ship besides the royalty spoke Taiwanese. Yeah, I think it was a case like, of like... They just kind of went off of the Yeah, yeah it's a bunch of like Englishmen and they're like, word. he's ethnic. You probably did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Makes sense to us. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, that first moment where you realize, like, one of the guards, the Formosan guards, is shooting through, like, that little window in the ship, like, out at the boats that are coming yeah. in. Yeah. You're like, damn, okay. We out here today. Yeah, there were a lot of good reveals in this game. Right, but... Mm-hmm. But then you realize that, like, even though he was told to stand down, he doesn't understand yeah. English. So yeah. to him, he's just seeing dead royalty wash up with this one guy in the boat being like, hey, I have the treasure. And he's like, fuck mm-hmm. you. Yeah. But I also might like, and I mean, that could be the case, but it could also just be he sees a like boat rowing to the ship. And he's like, are these pirates? Nope. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah. oh. Open fire. Dude, so many people are trigger happy yes. in this game. People well, have also, zero like, chill really on this bad boat. shit is happening on this boat. <laughs> oh like, I don't blame them. They've to had Kraken. Yes. They've had sea crabs. They've yep. had crazy mermaids with six boobs and, like, spikes that fly oh, out of them. Oh, my favorite part of the game. Gabe is so into them. <laughs> was six boobs. The six boobs, dude. <laughs> I, did, I, did I was wondering if, I, if I'd had to nude mod this game, but no, they got it handled for me, so mm. perfect. Yeah, I just, there's a lot of bad stuff Lucas happening. Lucas is a real bro. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. And, like, it starts with some, like, the very first thing that happens is the that one crew member gets crushed by cargo as they're fucking loading the ship before they even yeah. leave. The yeah. poor guy. It's also really sad when you see the map and it's, like, on the coast of the UK and you're just oh, like, dude, Elena, oh, yeah. he was probably spared never got to see the fate. world. <laughs> no, seriously. But it was so funny because yeah, Elena was like, true. apparently the most dangerous thing that they're doing outside of, like, mythical beasts is just carrying shit around. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, yeah. like, carrying the beast down and, like, they trip and the thing that they're carrying the beast on yeah. just, like, kills that one guy. It's and, like, like, four people die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and the, the chef's like, oh, let's cook this bitch up and just gets hit by the tail. And he dies. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, so like before any nefarious like sh- uh, uh, supernatural stuff happens, like the death toll is not small. No. No. No, but I feel right? like ships in the 1800s, like I mean, that shit's dangerous. People are dying from all yeah, kinds absolutely. of stuff. And but, then you add in some yeah. mystical beasts and it's like, yeah, the entire crew's gone. But not only is the death toll not small, it's also like the value that you put on them at the end as an insurance. Like the value you put on human life is like really low. Yeah. Oh, I thought that part was funny. Well, it's funny, but it's it's saying the same thing, which it's is accurate. that these motherfuckers are expendable. It's shit accurate. happens. No, that's what they're saying. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. 25 bucks. He was like 25 bucks and the ship was worth 20K. 
to be fair, those yeah. 25 euros in the 1800s, that could be a lot of money. We don't really know. Yeah, it could be like 100 bucks. I get Except it. for the fact that euros didn't exist yeah, back then. Yeah, it's pounds. Oh, it's pounds. Okay, it's yeah. pounds. Yeah. Or Ooh. pence. Well, I didn't calculate the inflation rate as to what that would actually be of value, I oh, suppose. Yeah. That's what Adam's for. And he's yeah. in Adam right into us <laughs> at Tyranny of Thumbs. We were carrying uh, recording equipment and then we tripped and then Adam took it. Why is it that I laugh harder when you're like, Jesus, that's so inappropriate. Anyways, um, cool. Let's fucking rate this bad boy. Let's see. I'm going to start with Zoe. What do you think? Seems like you like this game. Is that true? Uh, you know what? After all this discussion, all this raving, nah, like two thumbs down. Worst game ever. I think Zoe's mad you said fuck Um, Zoe. No. Dude, I, I didn't say that because... That was a little aggressive no, from that. you, I will Play say. I wasn't actually the one that was that was uh, tangenting. I was just referencing how the entire group is fucking you over. I wasn't personally fucking you over. Yeah, you're going on a like tangent right now. You're, you're going on a tangent. Record it back. Listen it back. Yeah, it's I'm McCoy's fault. Record it's not my fault at all. It's McCoy's fault. Who went too far? Write in at anyway. at gmail.com. <laughs> Who went too far? Give us five stars on iTunes. Unrelated. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe. Do you want to do your rating now? We'll anyway. Maybe. I don't know. I might get interrupted 10 times by McCoy. Who knows? <laughs> but, all right. Anyway. Um, all right. So this game was really awesome. I'm really glad that I played it. Like I said, I went in with some petty, you know, petty expectations because it beat out Greece. But like I said, I've been proven wrong. I can definitely see what makes this game so special. I'm just honestly shocked that I haven't heard about this more in greater game spaces. I feel like I've only heard it in like the indie game scene as the like indie game darling, um, or just people who have been fans of Lucas Pope and Papers, Please. Um, but this is an absolutely awesome game. I I love the mechanics of it. Um, the logic puzzles are right up my alley. Um, like Elena said. The logic puzzles aren't, like, ridiculously hard, where it's like, how could I have possibly gotten that answer? I had to look up a walkthrough. Everything can be figured out, and it makes you feel like a fucking genius. And that's just such a satisfying feeling when you get through a whole game and you know that you've done it yourself. Um, My only wish is that I could somehow wipe my memory and play this game again for the same experience, because I know I cannot go back into this game and A, not know who everybody is, and B, like, you know, be just as enthralled and amazed at the scenes as before. Um, Like, they always ask the question, you know, if you could go back and play a video game from scratch, which would it be? And I would highly consider this one as one because it was just an awesome experience. Visuals are stunning. Sound is stunning. Um, and just, yeah, the logic puzzles and just the intricacies of the narrative were amazing. Um, little side note, like my game crashed a lot on the Mac side. So Lucas Pope, if you're listening to this, just know that your, your Mac side of the Oberdin crashes a lot when you get three fates. 
So um, that's like the most that. epic lock in of all time. Dun 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 dun. Crash. That's actually quite funny because, like, yeah, that's a, that would be exactly what would happen. I would like click on a name and my game would crash, and I'd be like. Well, I got three of them. <laughs> but then <laughs> the problem was, though, because it usually gives you a summary of which three you got right. But because the game crashed and when I loaded it back in, it would have had those three locked already. So I literally had to scroll through the book and be like, shit, which ones are locked in now? Was that one locked in before? I can't really tell. OK, well, you know what? Whatever. I'll just keep playing. So, like, yeah, it's it's a small minor thing it didn't really ruin my love of the game just because when it crashed i kind of felt a sense of relief because i figured out a puzzle and i was like yes (laughs) so probably the only time i've ever really cheered from a game crashing but um but yeah i this game's awesome um you know mechanics wise would just be a couple things that i would change about this game from fast travel to like sorting the list but those are just minor things Otherwise, everything was really well thought out and just a stunning masterpiece. So this is going to get a two thumbs up from me. Okay. Very awesome. Awesome. Um, James, you want to follow that up? What do you think, bro? The puzzle solver yeah, himself. I, <laughs> I really love this game. Um, I I wasn't too bothered by the the art style in a way that some people are where it's like impossible to actually look at the screen um and i i thought that the the way that this game presents its story and information was absolutely incredible and um uh the just the whole experience i felt except little things like what what Gabe absolutely hated, um, I thought was slightly bothersome, but not too big of a deal. You're dead to me. With the little, the <laughs> the like, the soul trail that like took too long to go. Um, but like overall, like absolutely incredible experience. One of the best games that I've played. Um, yeah, I think this gets a gold star. Hell fucking yeah. Um, Gabe, you want to follow that up now that you're disowning uh, James? Well, because James loved it, I'm going to hate it. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I really liked this game as well. I thought the narrative was really cool. Um, and actually, I'll start with the thing, my gripes. Obviously, obviously the smoke trail. Obviously. Was a little flustered by that, just a little bit. Um, some of the <laughs> it yeah. flustered your <laughs> some of the uh, some of the mechanics which I I can understand why he designed it that way but like the no fast travel or like at least not even like fast travel but like I do wish it was a case of like through the book if you wanted to go back to a past memory you could easily just be like hey I want to go to this one because I want to see it again boom okay you're there um and like I said, I can understand why. Okay, hold up. Do what if way. they did a smoke trail to the memory? I would uninstall the game. No, no, no. But like, no. But what if it was like that would actually be useful? <laughs> Gabe's right. just anti smoke trail. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah my bad. McCoy, I will kill you. Where you stand. Okay. Um, Gabe is aggressive. To <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can. Like I said, I can understand why he would just wanted you to 
go around the ship and really get a feel for the surroundings and what transpired. Um, yeah, and I was, at first, when we first started the game, I was a little thrown off by the visuals and was kind of like, ugh, this will be kind of a trek. But in the end, it, it, kind of, it grew on me and I enjoyed what it brought to the table. I thought it was very unique. Um, I personally would, if it were up to me, I would probably choose visually grease over this game, but mm-hmm. I still think they did a wonderful job and it worked really well for what he chose visually with how the game plays out. Um, and so what I did love about the game was the, the story and how it kind of threw you for a loop, um, of like, cause I love this kind of like fantasy craziness. So it was really cool to like, okay, it's going to go from like a sea mystery thriller to then all of a sudden there's Krakens and mystical crab riders and all this crazy stuff going on. I was like, yes, awesome. I love this. This reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then to the mechanics of solving these mysteries and being able to have this like scene paused in time and go up to each individual person, look at them, zoom in, okay, it's this person. And then to kind of like create these notes of like, Okay, I think it's this guy. Clearly, he was murdered this way by, I think, this thing or, like, maybe this person. This kind of stuff. And I love just, like, that mystery solving. Um, So, with all that together, I'm definitely going to say two thumbs up. Minus, you know, given my gripes with the smoke trail, (laughs) still... Smoke trail gets two thumbs down. Smoke trail gets two thumbs down. (laughs) Waste of time. I hate it. But... The game itself gets two thumbs up. I thought it was incredible. Very fun experience. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Elena, as yeah. a guest, what do you think? This um, is the point where we review the games. No, and I... give a thumb for Okay. Oh, you... We will talk later. Have you ever listened to this podcast? <laughs> I listen to this podcast every single week. Um, no, okay. So I really like this game. I love this game. I don't play as many games as you guys like i am a little bit more choosy about what i put my time into i think just because i don't have as much time that i dedicate to it so i knew about this game and was pretty sure i was gonna like it but it still was better than i expected um and i'm really glad that i got to play it um these are some of the most satisfying puzzles i think i've ever solved in a video game and just really compelling um, and definitely hits you that like, oh, I gotta, I'm so close. Like I gotta keep going. I have to try and figure this out. Um, and the story, I'm not, I love the story. I'm not sure how I feel about the visuals still, but I can, I can work with it. They were very efficient. They got what they needed to do done. I don't hate them. Um, so yeah, but I just, to me, like the puzzles in this game and like the way it makes your brain work and, and having that moment of like, oh, sh- that, he's that guy, like go put it. It was just great. So, um, I really like this game Cold star. I love I love Gold this. This is one of my star. favorite things that I've played. Maybe not. I don't know. Ever is a strong term, but like it's one of my favorite things I've ever played. I've already told my dad and my sister, like, you got to play this. This is so good. You're going to love it. So, oh, they are going to love it. Too. It's it. I will have a special place in my heart. I'm going to start looking for artwork we can put in our walls right away. Oof. Then you I know the it's going to be rough, though. but that's what we do with games that we love. No, so. but actually, I feel like in still it'd probably be the most stunning. It's it could, so good. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said a lot of great things about this game, and I, I echo a lot of those sentiments. It's it's incredibly unique, uh, and it's not just unique. It is 
it's not one of those things that's like, wow, this is novel. I can't wait till someone builds on this. It's like, I think this dude just made the masterpiece with his first try. And I don't know anyone else who's trying, but he just did it. Um, and like, I can now only in my mind, I'm sure someone could maybe make a better version of this game and perhaps in 10 years or something like that. We'll, we'll get there and we'll be like, this is the best mystery game ever. And it's just a slight bit ahead of this game. But in my head, all I can think of is crappy knockoffs. I can't even, I cannot fathom in my mind's eye a better version of this game other than, yeah, we have like small gripes or whatever, but no, this is fucking fantastic. And it's so novel. It's so interesting. Uh, it gives you so much. I remember like, I, I know that the art style was kind of wearing on me at times, especially when you pan with a controller, it, there's like a little, I don't know if Sorry, it's like a, bad. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's like a visual glitch or something, but there's like a, like a line or like a weird three-dimensional artifacting or something that was going on at the edge of the screen that was just making me feel so sick. But every, we played this in maybe three sessions, right? I think three sessions. Mm -hmm. And every single time we started it up, and it was a new day and I was rested again and my brain was, you know, ready to solve some puzzles. I was like so fucking excited. I was like, holy shit, let's go. This is awesome. Like, let's fucking dig in. And uh, it was wonderful. Like, I, I, I don't know. We, we've said all the fucking nice things. I, I think I this was such a wonderful game to play with three people so that I could as the antithesis to James, who is the God tier puzzle solver as me, the person who's barely competent at puzzle solving. It was nice to be able to occasionally rely on other people's uh, ability to read the preface and remember names uh, in their sleep. So yeah, this was a joyous experience to play with people and to solve together. I'm sure it would be a joyous experience to play alone. Like it was just something that I did not expect. I did not see coming. And here we are. And I'm basically in awe, like shocked and and in awe. So I think the experience of this game to me is, is a gold star. I just think like I th I'm a fan of this guy now. Like this guy is incredible. He's incredible. And I, I like I said before, I promise you his next game is going to be fucking good. And it may not be like a gold star good game, but it will hang together and fit together in a way that just puts triple a projects with a hundred people to fucking shame and uh i love that i fucking love that so with that this is now a lucas pope podcast seriously sponsored by lucas pope so with that um <laughs> what are we playing next week i mean i know we sweet we push the podcast up a week and we're all lost for schedules and who the fuck knows but what? zoe had, had a great idea zoe you want to tell us about your great idea yeah so you know, after playing this game, as we have sung his praises, you know, it is quite incredible that, you know, one person pretty much, you know, with exception of the voice acting, made this game. So it inspired me to have us perhaps do a block of games made by, you know, of games made by one person, you know, one person wonders. Um, and so with uh with Oberdin completed and out of the way, you know, I figured, hey, let's play another game where, you know, it came out and it was really well uh well received, considered just an absolutely adorable game depending on how you play it. But we'll be playing Undertale for next week. So I am certainly excited uh to play and discuss Undertale as it's one of my favorite games. Um but yeah. That's what Do you think you're ready to announce the the block? Like, are we down to lock it in? 
Oh yeah, sure. I mean, we'll be playing. Uh, we'll be playing Undertale for next week, uh, and then after playing Undertale, we will be playing Stardew Valley. So, quite different games from what Oberdin is. They're all actually pretty different games from what they are, you know, in itself. But it will be a great variety and a great way to uh, see just you know, the different ways that one person thinks in terms of creating a video game. So I'm super excited uh, to be playing this with all you guys. Awesome. Yeah. And they're all made by one person, which is fucking nuts. Um, But as we've mentioned, there is advantages to that too, in terms of vision and stuff like that. So hopefully we will run across that uh, in the future. And uh, Elena, are you going to commit to being back for the Stardew oh, I'm episode? I'm so back for the Stardew Valley episode. I'm 100% back. I play Stardew Valley every morning before I go to work, before I do anything. I am in. So much like... Are you going to join us for the Undertale genocide run? Uh, no. Oh. Oh. Like I said, I'm more choosy <laughs> with my video games. Don't have a lot of time cut because out you for play Undertale, but Stardew I do. Valley. Look, I get to make the choice of what I put my time into, and right. I put time into Stardew Valley every single day because I am committed to it. But I'm not as committed to Undertale. Why are you looking at me when you said that? She's more committed to Stardew than she is to McCoy. No, I just really what wanted to make fuck? a point. No, um, wait, let's no scratch that from the podcast. Take that out. His mom's gonna listen to this. I don't edit. No, She's Barbara, not I'm very committed to him too. Dude, she doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't listen. To this. She listened to a couple episodes and then she just played uh, Remains of Edith Finn. <laughs> and then she just has a reminder every week to say, "Great podcast." <laughs> <laughs> you guys better hope she's not listening to this. I'm gonna text her and say she should listen. Why to this not? Episode. This is a great episode. Elena, why would you do that? So good. Yeah. But wait, no, I'm not gonna be back for Undertale because also, like, I'm not an official podcast member. I can't just come for every podcast, but. You cannot do Stardew Valley without me. I will be back. Okay. Well, mark your calendars now. Um, And with that, I think we're going to let everyone fucking go. It has been a ride. What a surprise this game was. But thank you all for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for joining. Anytime. I'm going to hit that stop button. No, what did James say last time? He just said, (laughs) eat a dick. I think you just unplugged my head. I did. All right, let's call it. Hit the square button. Call it or something. Great choice. Fuck yeah.